0: gals and non-binary pals all of whom are loved and welcomed in this space welcome to a brand new episode of the imperial senate podcast i'm not charlie ashby <laughs> <laughs> uh, sadly he's not with us this week i am of course nikki kumar and joining me is my beloved co-host claire Stribling. what's up claire
1: oh like a lot <laughs> As you will find in the next yeah. upcoming minutes, a lot is going on. I'm very overwhelmed and very excited to talk about it. Yeah. It's like a good the day.
0: Next five years of our life is up.
1: <laughs> Which normally, if someone's like, hey, let's have a conversation about where you see yourself in five years, that will send me into a spiraling panic. But mm-hmm. this is I'm actually excited to talk about. <laughs> Thank God. Future plans that I'm down to talk about.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot. We, What was it? was it um what day was it was it thursday or i think it was thursday it was
1: thursday because that night mando dropped
0: right (laughs) all in the 24 hour like a 12 hour span all of this happened yeah and we're fine yeah i was like watching that and then being like oh wait we only have the penultimate episode of the (laughs) mando season tonight as well okay which was its own absolute doozy so yeah um
1: We've been well fed this week kids yeah
0: it, it was it was it was it's been a weird few days because there's just been a lot to to chew on um so I guess before we jump into all that, I guess something we can do is head over to the moisture farm, find out what made us moist this week. Um, do you have a something you'd like to start with, Claire
1: <sighs> I feel like my moisture farm is going to tie into some of the things we're going to talk about this week mmm. Um, but the one thing that I cannot believe I was, I would say is my Star Wars moisture moment this week. Um, (laughs) Patty Jenkins on roller skates, man, (laughs) something I didn't know I would ever get to bring up. And my Lord, am I in love with that woman? Yeah. We'll just say that and we'll dive more (laughs) into it later. But oh my God, she's on roller skates talking about Star Wars. Oh my God. Life is good.
0: Life is so good. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, um... I think we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a good time talking about that. Oh, God, um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think mean, my my moisture is so so deeply embedded in everything we're gonna be getting right. into. So uh, yeah, I can't really think of anything too. I don't know, like too 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 moist. I guess something that's something that makes me a little moist is this. Um, I guess just the idea of having okay like I'm not one of these people to be like there's too much Star Wars <laughs> like I, I always <laughs> feel like there's always been a lot of Star Wars um so it's like it just doesn't feel new so I'm just kind of like I'm just moist in this idea of the buffet is expanding right so so dramatically and with so many new uh voices and you know, represented people in creative positions. Um I think I think just this this whole thing has made me quite moist. So let's, let's Which is uh, also
1: an, another phrase we didn't expect in the time of COVID nineteen. The buffet is expanding.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One buffet we can actually enjoy in twenty <laughs> twenty. <That's right.
1: laughs> Dig in, kids. Yep. yep.
0: Oh, of course. So I think, yeah, with that, let let's just go right into it. Um Heck yeah. so yeah, this past Thursday we got the Walt Disney Investors Day event, which outlined the situation of Disney's present and future output. And um I wanna start with the the waiting room lobby thing as we waited for the show to start. Was awesome. <laughs> because, oh, was it? Because I okay, it wasn't like anything special except Somebody awesome at Disney spent I don't know how long figuring out a fantastic playlist. Oh, and yes, and it was just hit song after hit song. And there was just so many like things I wasn't remember. Like, I was like, Oh, yeah, this song they even threw in a high school musical. <laughs> like, was, oh like, my god, <laughs> close yeah. to the end, they, yes. threw, in, they threw in were oh, mystic, <laughs> and everybody, which of course yeah. we were, <laughs> yeah, and it was like. It was just like, oh my god, oh my god. Which is, you know, for the um it felt like um I think based on our friend uh our friend Josh Woodbury who actually covered some D23 for uh, for the Imperial Senate when it happened last year. He also said,
1: thanks again for doing that. Buddy. Of
0: course. He said it felt like sitting in like the D23 panel <laughs> you know like waiting like waiting for the panel to start Like you felt <laughs> like that in the in the waiting room because like all those songs are going it's like building that anticipation um so yeah that was that was kind of how that began that went into they they kind of talked some shop it was like bob chapek looking like a thumb um just handsome Joe. talking about random stuff and then um yeah we had to sit through some Sit through a little bit of boring, but then we got to what we were all really there for. And that was Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy. Queen. Mhm. And she kind of Totally went...
1: fired by the way.
0: Oh yeah. She's <laughs> uh in bad in bad um graces with the uh the powers that be at Disney, obviously. <laughs> like it definitely was it wasn't even Kathy. That was just a Disneyland animatronic that kind of looked like Kathy
1: <laughs> get the image keep the image up
0: yeah you know just uh you know just just roll her out the technology's advanced so so far you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> y'all have seen hondo
0: yeah it's it's a uh, it's pretty special but um yeah Kathy she gave it to us she put it all on the line and um there's some, there's a lot of stuff, and we're 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 gonna go in order of which um, it happened in the event. So the first thing was Kathy talked a little bit about the Mandalorian and gave us a little season two sizzle reel, which I feel like it it's like it's one of those things where um, I'm glad I'm glad we didn't see it because it's much better to have the reveals in the show, of course. But it was just like. It would have been the epic trailer cut kind of thing, oh yeah, like it was it was so good, and it it gave us all those moments that we've just been watching the past few weeks again in this uh little sizzle reel of of awesomeness, so
1: and of course, I teared up, even though I've seen all of this footage already, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh, remember when that happened like a week ago oh, it was so good
0: the the um the specific cut of boba saying um i want the armor he's like you're gonna have to pull it from my corpse or whatever and then and then he's like i don't want your armor and then it cuts to the part where he lands in front of the stormtrooper so good (laughs) then he whacks that dude he's like i want my armor armor.
2: (laughs) yes oh
0: yeah that was that was really fun that was a fun way to start because after that, that's when the new stuff starts dropping. Yeah. Because it's
1: like, hey, remember how good this shit is? Here's a b- about to be more good shit you're going to get.
0: Oh, yeah. And she she starts with keeping it in the Mando family and talking about two series that are actually being developed by uh, Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. Um, and these shows are called Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka. Ooh. Eee! So Ahsoka oh. is, of course, going to be um, starring Rosario Dawson again from Chapter 13. Um,
1: uh, I think.
0: So it's going to be her continuing live-action series with um, set in the timeline of The Mandalorian. And The Rangers of the New Republic is also set in the timeline of The Mandalorian. Um, and these t- two stories... I believe they said will like intersect and yeah and culminate in the like a final like I guess climactic story event. Um so I think I think like this, as we sort of saw that I think that reaction to the Jedi of where's Grand Admiral Thrawn <sighs> I think like we we all kind of felt like that was that was the spin-off, right? Yep. So I think here it is.
1: <laughs> oh man, can you imagine Ahsoka and like the Rangers of the New Republic starring? Oh my god, so like Trapper Wolf mm-hmm. and Carson mm-hmm. going out, cool missions and stuff, and then finding Grand Admiral Thrawn with Ahsoka. Could you imagine how freaking wild that would be, honestly?
0: And and it yeah,
1: and I think we're gonna get it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I am just like this was. They could have just announced this, (laughs) and I was like, I was like, cool. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah, I mean the the ranges of the New Republic for me especially is like that was like step one in things that sound extremely like my kind of shit.
1: Oh oh yes, and I know it's gonna come later.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's like it's like uh. I, I'm always such. I've always just really loved the corner of like Alliance and New Republic military, and um, I'm just like super excited about what this means. Because like Rangers of the New Republic. When I think when I hear Rangers, I think either like Special Forces or like Texas Rangers, like so like yeah. the, the lawmen kind of thing. And I don't know what like angle this show is going to be, but I'm down with either one. And I
1: I hope that if it is the lawmen side, that it doesn't include any certain marshals that we have seen.
0: I that's one agree. thing I worry about. I also agree. Um,
1: Ex- unless it's Cobb Vanth, in which case, I'm down with that marshal we, any day allowed, of the week.
0: We're allowed to have him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can come on back, buddy.
0: You can give him a badge. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree on that. And I think that's why I also would love, I think I would love the special forces side more. Because, yeah, to be honest, that's what I wanted from rogue one um I wanted like I wanted the special forces unit um and and the the story ended up being the sort of ragtag um team of survivors kind of thing, so I think this would be a cool like alternate universe me <laughs> like reaction to like a new like a alliance slash republic military story kind of thing, um right. So I think that's that's pretty fun, um, and then if Ahsoka, of course, is is gonna be surreal. And like, I think I think the easy answer for me, at least, is I would prefer Ahsoka being in animation. Like, that's that's just it. Yeah. But I mean, we are where we are. <laughs> um, I I mean, I enjoyed the Jedi, like as as it. As it was, um, so I'm not like I'm not like oh, live action will ruin Ahsoka. But um, I think I think they're it, they're just really intriguing to be tied together, and it almost makes me wonder, like, is are we getting like essentially a live action throne trilogy? <laughs> like new Re-
1: oh my god
0: <laughs> new republic <laughs> versus thrawn like with what? ahsoka like is this oh what we're god. getting
2: <laughs> oh my god
0: oh don't tease me with such dirty words nikki that's not fair <laughs> but, i mean like you know put the pieces <laughs> together right like time frame new republic thrawn doing some stuff um yeah it's weird it's it's weird to think about
1: wild honestly yeah. wild
0: what do you think about the, the prospect of this sort of like um, sprawling Thrawn narrative? Are you, are you ready or no? Or
1: <laughs> I mean, is it what I want, what I would put on my Christmas list every single year? Yes. Yeah. Is this something that I have like actually accepted could very well happen and probably is going to happen? No, <laughs> I'm just so, this is so exciting because in my humble opinion, grand Admiral Thrawn is one of the greatest villains to ever be in star Wars. He's up there with the greats. Um, and he's fascinating. And obviously I love the books. I mean, we all, <laughs> we skip pretty much every other book on Senate library, unless it's Thrawn. Mm. <laughs> Clearly I have a preference. Um, but I, I, I think that this is a great, great way to reinvent heir to the empire in the new canon, to make it, to make one of the most beloved trilogies in my heart and in so many Star Wars fans' hearts, to set it in a realm where it's a thing, and if you throw Ahsoka in there, maybe instead of your Luke, your Luke Skywalker character, I think that that is the perfect seamless way to do it, um, and it also could be a perfect case for a Luke Skywalker appearance by Sebastian Stan. Um I don't know. I don't know. It's just I'm so excited for this. And I and I mean I agree with you, Nikki. Did I have a visceral emotional reaction to seeing Ahsoka in the Jedi? Absolutely. Was it because of Rosario? No. It's because of her being my hero since I was in middle school. Mm -hmm. Or like early high school. And and that's that's going to be I, I agree. I wish this story was going to be told in animation considering all things that have come up. Um, which is frustrating. Um, am I probably gonna have the still still have the same emotional reactions because it's her? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I know that now. Um, but I think that this is a very, very interesting way to start off the Star Wars equivalent of the mcu like if you looked at the marvel studios announcements this week they're like here's wandavision oh and by the way this character from wandavision is also in captain marvel and by the way we're doing miss marvel and she's also going to show up in captain marvel too and then when doctor strange multiverse of madness happens like all these characters are going to get thrown in and it's all one interwoven interconnected thing which is great but i love that we're going to start to do that by branching out and telling different stories that we haven't seen Mm -hmm. so it can be connected and it can be unique i think that this is a cool way to balance both of those things um and i hope that i'm right with that i mean obviously we've got (laughs) we're gonna talk about it we have a whole galaxy of eras and locations that are about to be explored in the next few years yeah and i'm i and i think that by starting in a familiar realm could be a really great thing. And man, it's going to be so cool. I know it's like the least insightful thing I could say. I'm just like, it's going to be so neat.
0: I mean, that's (laughs) just the point we're at though. Right. Like, right. We can't say like, we're not going to like blow anyone's mind by (laughs) saying anything. It's just like, (laughs) we're in the phase of, this is awesome. (laughs) I like it. It (laughs) And I think you're right. Like starting here is good. where, it's it's built within the framework of the Mandalorian kind of, and we know the Mandalorian is successful is a, is a simple word for it. Um, <laughs> yes. So like it's, it's, Appeals good. To many. Yeah, it's good at what it does. Um, and, you know, keeping, keeping it within this like bracket of, Oh, it'll it's kind of like the Mandalorian. And you're like, okay. So um, I think it, it's a good way to start before we start jumping into time error, different times and, um, you know, exploring some pretty like significant um, canonical moves, you know, that we'll, we'll get to in a bit. Uh, but yeah, that I think this, these are going to be cool um, to, to see come together. I think it's going to be really exciting because um, I mean, just looking at Mandalorian, the team, Jon Favreau and, and Filoni as a, uh, executive producers the team they put together to create the mandalorian i think it's really exciting to think about who they're going to bring in both new and old into into making these shows so that's gonna be super fun
1: and one thing i don't and uh, that i am excited about as well on a small scale is the fact that i'm not i'm gonna have a much simpler explanation to my casual star wars friends and co-workers who are asking me like so when i thought this was set but Yoda's a baby. When is this set again? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm really just, I'm excited to go, this is set at the same time as the Mandalorian and everyone go, okay. (laughs) Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: That's a good place to start too because I know that that's going to be the perpetual issue that has and will be is like, wait, I don't know when this takes place. And I've had that with people watching the prequels and I've had that like, and I know that it's not new to us, but my goodness. (laughs) <laughs> I'm excited. to Just be like during the Mandalorian. That's what you get.
0: <laughs> yep. So yeah, those are those are two, you know, appetizers <laughs> for for what um, <laughs> is continuing on. The next announcement made was a show we've actually known for quite a bit, but we hadn't actually gotten the title. Now we do. We have Andor. Andor, which, which is being described as a tense nail-biting spy thriller created by Tony Gilroy and is set to arrive on Disney Plus in 2022. Uh, Diego Luna reprising the role of rebel spy Cassian Andor from Rogue One will be joined by a fantastic new cast that includes, now get ready for it everyone, Stellan Skarsgård, oh <laughs> Adria Arjona, Fiona Shaw, Denise Goff, Kyle Solar, and Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I'm sure loads of others. Um production actually kicked off three weeks ago in London. So they are they are making it now. And we got a behind the scenes sizzle reel of Cassian. Or of Andor, sorry. <laughs> um and this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be super fun. Um, God. Like I know I know personally speaking, Cassian was the the standout of rogue one for me he was the one i i was instantly connected to so the the announcement we got years ago or felt like years ago at least um that he was getting a, a spinoff was super exciting to me and then seeing that video of diego luna as like cassian and executive producer i was like oh buddy
1: oh my god
0: <laughs> and then <laughs> And then it was just really cool. It was like just delightful watching the the props, people, the costuming, the all the concept art. Um, And I think there's I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of like love put into this show. um, That it's it's I think it's going to be amazing.
1: (laughs) This is yeah. I'm with you though. This is like this has been one of my most hyped shows. Mm-hmm. And I know I was talking to Noah about this last time. You know, before the Disney stuff was here, it was a couple months ago. And I was, and he was like, "What show are you most hyped for?" And I'm like, "I think it might be the Cassian series." Mm-hmm. He's like, "What?" I'm like, "No, I just, I literally, I am spy thriller. Uh, first of all, the fact that Tony Gilroy signed on, Born meets Star Wars,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that is just a great combination of action, excitement." uh it tense tense movie vibes and i'm just so excited about it um and and that sizzle reel that they gave us just completely made me melt into my chair like obviously i cry at everything mm. i cried i cried at this <laughs> i
2: was like oh my
1: god the sets what we've seen look incredible the storyboarding the art the different costumes just them panning through a bunch of costumes on hangers. I was dying. And to see Neil Scanlon just chilling out, talking about it, always brings like a little warm fuzziness to my heart.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the fact that they're sitting here going, yeah, we made this like the production for a full feature length film that would be in the theater. Yeah. Is amazing. But it's going to be much longer than one, which is even more amazing. Like we're we're getting a whole bunch of Star Wars movies, long, long form Star Wars movies. On Disney Plus, and this is gonna be amazing. And Diego Luna has so much charm and and just he's just devilishly handsome he is and he's amazing. the perfect. He is yeah, and he like, loves just, this. Yeah,
0: just watching him talk about it. I like I remember like I was um I was also at the Rogue One panel in Celebration London, which is when the like cast came out, and he took the time like, or he specifically mentioned when they were like, and here's Diego Luna. And he was like, I was really excited for this day in particular when I signed up. <laughs> and, and like, and referencing <laughs> referencing the the celebration part of the job. Like it, it wasn't just, oh yeah, I get to be in Star Wars. I get the Star Wars stuff. It was, I get to be part of this now. And like, and I think that felt so um, like a, uh, like re- like relatable i guess like if we were ever yeah. in a position where we were um you know involved with with something star wars i think like as people who have been in those rooms we would just relish being in that room on the stage and being able to like share that because we've been there um so i remember just like instantly loving diego Luna when he when he brought that sort of feeling into into why it was important for him to be Cassian as well.
1: Honestly, I agree. And I, first of all, I think that's the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my dang life. <laughs> and <laughs> and obviously I just, I adore him, but you can see it as he's playing Cassian, even in, you can see that how important this is to him, like mm-hmm. how seriously he takes it and how much he doesn't take this universe and community for granted. I think that that's, a, an amazing... He was an amazing casting choice for the start, and no wonder they decided to bring him back. I know some people were sitting there going, really? You're going to do that? Sh- mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And yeah, then it was title. first
0: announced. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's amazing. There, you can go anywhere in the yeah, timeline. <laughs> it's uh... pretty wild. I know, and like we were talking about, uh, like, if Boba Fett dies in the Mando, guess what, guys? There could still be a Boba Fett series. We just gotta go... Backwards a few years. Yeah, just hit the <laughs> rewind
2: button.
1: It's it's pretty neat. It's fun thing about media. You can go backwards. You can go forwards. You know, it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, yeah. But it's a perfect. You know what? I the Star Wars is starting to explore different genres too, and the intense spy thriller, edge of your seat action fun Star Wars nonsense is is this is the perfect character and the perfect avenue to explore
0: it. Mm-hmm. And and I think another thing that I don't know if people have forgotten because it is a while ago. Um, but I I believe the like original showrunner was from the Americans.
2: Um yeah, I, know, I know hands have hands have that. changed
0: a few times, or I don't know how many times, but hands have changed <laughs> with this show. Um and yeah, I I think that was like that was very clearly a like a tone marker. Like to bring the person who made the ran the Americans is uh is in on this show, so I think that was really cool, and to whatever degree that still holds up, I think is really exciting because, I mean, yeah, think think about the Cassian we're getting. This is the Cassian who shot Tivik in the back. Yeah, (laughs) you know, this is this is like all the moral ambiguity of the character and playing in these areas where it's like, what am I doing? Because I need, I need to do this for the right cause, but I'm doing bad stuff. Um, And it's like all of that in a series and getting to explore his past, I'm sure. And, you know, we, we know he's been in this fight since he was six years old. He's like, what fight? And what, um, like, who were his mentors who hired him? Like, he is technically a fulcrum agent. Like, I, I think in the the visual dictionary, one of his code names is Fulcrum. So it's yeah, like, was it he is. was he? I mean, like Callus. <laughs> like is Callus part of his story? Like I don't know. Um what? Ahsoka is, is Ahsoka part of his story because she was uh, not the, the like the OG Fulcrum um, or Saw was maybe. But uh, yeah, there's there's so much to to chew on. I also don't know if this was already announced um but the i i didn't remember Fiona Shaw being a cast member for the show um, I don't either but either way i was super excited because fiona shaw isn't just aunt petunia <laughs> in <laughs> in killing eve she plays a shady spy master like so that's cool. that's who she plays and you don't know what side she's on all the time, you don't know what game she's playing, you don't know like I think it's it's a perfect like character um, archetype to now put in this show and it's something she's proven to be very, very good at. So I think that's super exciting that she's gonna be in it and and everyone else is is just stellar as well. so this is gonna be this is gonna be really cool.
1: I haven't seen Killing Eve, but I didn't know that. And Mm. now I'm like five million times more like pumped to have her in it. Yeah, this is gonna be great. Stellan Skarsgård. We haven't even touched on Stellan Skarsgård being
0: dude. Like that's gonna be weird, man. (laughs) I mean,
1: I just I he's gonna be excellent, and I'm just gonna sit there going, "That's Stellan Skarsgård," just like I did with Woody Harrelson. Like, oh, he's so good. Well, Woody Harrels that's Woody.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) freaking Woody. and it's like you can't have like a Tony Gilroy project without some like, like a like a Nordic presence, I guess. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you need you need your like you need your your Mickelsons and your Skarsgards, you know. Um, and we
1: ain't complaining. <laughs> yeah, it's it's
0: gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool. Um, I do you, What what role would you assign Stellan Skarsgård? Like, if you could just pick an archetype, oh. would you have him imperial or like?
1: That's hard. I I think <laughs> maybe this is me stereotyping and being narrow minded, but I would put him as an Imperial bigwig, that mm-hmm. fulcrum agent Cassian Andor is um working under feeding information to the rebels, but he has his suspicions about Cassian. He's like, I think this guy is Sketchville. I think that'd be cool casting. Yeah. Did you have it? What would you do? What would you what would you cast him as?
0: I think I also would put him as a villain, but just because I, I I keep thinking about the role he is going to be playing in Dune. Oh yeah! Oh
1: my
2: god! And I think
0: he's so well fitted to that kind of thing, um, that I'm I'm kind of just excited. Like I think he's great in Marvel, <laughs> but he's also just like like he's like a good silly guy. <laughs>
2: And yeah. Like, and
0: like that's that's super fun for Stalin's guard, guard. but I think I want to see him. I want to I want him to scare me. So, um,
1: that's my I, kink.
0: Yeah, I want I want that. <laughs> I want that. To, <laughs> scary I, Stalin. Scary Stalin. Uh, hashtag it. Um, yeah, that's that's where I would go. But I'm yeah, I'm so excited for this. I, I've always you know. F- we've uh spent other episodes sort of speculating on on what this is but i think we yeah we're all pretty excited for it
2: oh yeah
1: oh yeah
0: all right so
1: after, <laughs> what was next my god
0: <laughs> after cassian they hit us with a lot um and this is uh i guess we'll we'll start with we'll start with a little bit of history last august at D23 expo Lucasfilm announced the return of Ewan McGregor in the iconic role of Jedi Master, Obi-Wan Kenobi, for a special event series on Disney+. Plus. It is officially titled, as I think we discovered here, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Another and, unique one.
0: Yes, absolute um, major props to the graphics team, because the last eye in Kenobi is his lightsaber hilt. <laughs> and also retro retroactive props to the graphic team because in the Andor series the O is like the that like modified um like Ren Starbird kind of um mm-hmm. thing that you see on some of the helmets in in Rogue One. So that's also cool. I love this um this graphic design thing that uh <laughs> that they got going on. Um but anyway, so that's that's where we're at. And we, on Thursday, learned it was officially Obi-Wan Kenobi and that the series is going to be 10 years after the events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, where he faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and former Jedi apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, turned evil Sith Lord Darth Vader. <sighs> So, uh series is directed by Deborah Chow.
2: Yes! We I mean, knew that, but Lovely also love Deborah, hearing it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> who just did some absolute knockout episodes of Mandalorian Season 1. And, um, this, and this will, in fact, be a day, <laughs> truly be a day long remembered. Because Kathy Kennedy confirmed that Hayden Christensen will be returning... As Darth Vader. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, the feeling. Woo! Uh Kathy then went on to say this will be the rematch of the century. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think also in interviews um with other uh outlets. Um, We have a quote from Hayden Christensen saying, It was such an incredible journey playing Anakin Skywalker. Of course, Anakin and Obi-Wan weren't on the greatest of terms when we last saw them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You might say that. Um, You might.
0: (laughs) uh, It will be interesting to see what an amazing director like Deborah Chow has in store for us all. I'm excited to work with you and again. It feels good to be back. My heart. (laughs) <laughs> and we need to walk through this one a little bit <laughs> because there's a it's lot true. of feelings involved. <laughs> a lot of feelings.
2: Yeah. And most
0: of all the absolute um validation of Hayden Christensen. Like everyone shut the fuck up. <laughs> because Hayden won. Hayden won. Right you lost. Get the fuck out of here. Because <laughs> he's back. He's back as Darth Vader.
2: And Aww. it's like and
0: there's so much that goes into this, right? It's like, of course we we had him in the suit um in the end of Revenge of the Sith. And I mean that just even that alone, that has the feeling involved of having just lost David Prouse, right?
1: Yeah. And,
0: and it's like this just this, Oh, the
1: timing. Yeah, oh, the,
0: the 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 notion of, you know, who is the body of Darth Vader. And and I think there there have I I mean, for me it's it's whatever. It's not a huge deal, but I know there are criticisms of the way Vader moved in Rogue One. And it didn't like it didn't like feel like Vader to some people. Um which is which is cool. And Yeah, I'm
1: one of those people. I'll be honest. There we go. I'm
0: one yeah, of them. there we go. So um I think it's really I don't know. Like I don't know what you can say when they're like, "Okay, we'll put we'll put Hayden Christensen in this suit." <laughs> and it's like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> um I think I think it's going to be just super cool and um we didn't really get to see him do too much in the Darth Vader suit of course in Revenge of the Sith. And now we will. And it's like I I We got I, to
1: see I, a really good no.
0: Yeah, there we go. No. Um oh. Yeah, it's just like I wonder what it's gonna be like, because again, it's like you're not gonna get David Prowse, right? Like, no, there will there will never be anything like David Prowse, and and then you see, yeah, like like we just mentioned with Rogue One, you put someone else in, and it's like, okay, maybe maybe that's just a a feel that didn't feel right all the time, and then yeah, it's like, what's what's Hayden's Darth gonna be like? It's it, like, surely, I don't know. Like again, I, it was such a short scene. We don't know to what degree he was coached in it or i mean that and even then if he was that was well 15 years ago um so it's like i'm just so i'm just super intrigued by this this notion of him being in the suit and then of yeah. course and then of course you would assume james earl jones is doing the voice so it's like i i wonder what um to what degree we'll see actual hayden
1: right that's a really good point uh, I'm hoping that means we are going to get Flashback City. Oof. I really do, because um, as as excited I am about him coming back as Vader, um, yeah, that's it's interesting. I I wonder if I wonder if they're going to try and make it so that we have more time with Hayden. You know, maybe sitting in his little egg without a without a helmet on, mm-hmm. meditation, beat up looking face. I don't know. It's 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 very very interesting to think about, and I really do hope that means that we get flashbacks because to bring Hayden back and then like change everything about Hayden is kind of I hadn't really thought about that, but you're right. Is that it makes it a lot harder. Yeah. But I think that the thing that's going to be very interesting is like the potential for other baddies in the Kenobi series, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you want me to bring up what. Castle Run Transmissions was talking about the other day.
0: Ooh, I I think I want to hang on to that surprise.
1: Yeah. Hang I, on to it.
0: Because I don't know. I didn't see. So Yeah. They, think, they were I'll scooping on wait. some
1: other appearances that I was like, oh God, I how I have to think about that for a few years.
0: Intriguing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> so intriguing. There you intriguing if you
1: go if you want to see yeah. it, go to their stream. They they dropped it on Thursday, Friday, Friday, I think
0: yeah there we go yeah. check them out if you're listening and you want to you want to know because they got the they got the scoops they an ice cream shop
1: True sure that they serve um, double scoops triple scoops quadruple scoops scoops,
0: scoops ahoy <laughs> diabetes call, for all K-R-T. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway yeah that's i mean yeah but it's a it's a great point like well you know what what else is comes into play when when you have vader because it's like he Vader is the is the iconic Star Wars villain, right? Um, yeah. It's so that's going to be that's going to be just absolutely wild. And um, I think there's another there's another aspect to this that is super intriguing, and that's Kathleen Kennedy calling it the rematch of the century. And and this has been this has been like I feel like slightly debated, maybe not slightly, but. It's been debated um about as soon as we knew a Kenobi series was happening, or even thought a Kenobi series was happening, it's like to what degree are we are we changing the mission, right, for, for yeah. Obi Wan in this time frame? Um and it's like, is he gonna leave? Is he staying? Is he is he is Vader gonna know him? Like, does Vader know where he, right. that he's hanging where, out? Does like,
1: Vader know he's still kicking it? Like Yeah. I guess he does now.
0: <laughs> he's I mean, about too. Yeah, and there are things like like in Rebels, like like Vader wants Kenobi, right? Like he's he, I, I think he knows he's out there, um, but he doesn't know where. Because um, mm-hmm. cause I think I think in that like you know the that uh, first conversation he has with the Emperor in um, I think End of Siege of Lothal after he meets or senses Ahsoka and he's like. He's like, oh, he, she may lead us to more Jedi. He's like, oh, like Kenobi? <laughs> um, <laughs> <Peace. laughs> Vader is all of us <laughs> waiting for this show. Um, <laughs> like Kenobi? Honestly. I can't have. Kenobi? Um, so, yeah. Now, the, the, the prospect of a, of a rematch, how does that make you, make you feel, necessarily?
1: We are getting a rematch. Obviously, I think that we're probably going to try... I think that we're going to try and blend the two fighting styles of the original trilogy and the prequels, which is super, super, super exciting. If we get a lightsaber duel, which, by the way... Oh, my God. (laughs) If we get a lightsaber duel, it's going to be somewhere in between. It's going to be Kenobi in the desert defeating Maul like the wise samurai Jedi master that he is. Learning from past mistakes, um, and it's going to be amazing. And to end, come on, it, you can't watch. And I know people will will like make fun of the prequel lightsaber battles because they're like, that's not how anybody would actually fight. Okay, yeah, but does it look cool? Thank you. Yes, it did. Um, and I think that, and we got one of the best, if not the best, lightsaber fight. In all of Star Wars, in Revenge of the Sith, between Obi-Wan and Anakin. That duel is iconic. These are two very talented, albeit a little older now, but two very talented lightsaber duelists. And Mm -hmm. if we get that, that's going to be wild. And I want to see... I want to see what that looks like. I want to see how it happens. I hope we get a lightsaber. Like that's just what I know. That's not guaranteed. Just by saying rematch of the century, it's mm-hmm. not. But man, if it happens, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be. It's going to be 15 years in the making.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Sixteen. I've just. Oh.
0: Yeah, and one I one just, thing yeah. I will also throw out here, just to just to see if it gets a few heads scratched um <laughs> as we've seen in the rise of skywalker you don't necessarily need to be in the same place to have a lightsaber duel that's
1: true that is true and so, that's a great lightsaber battle too
0: Oh i mean yeah so who knows what can happen here um i think i think there is resistance i i understand the resistance to people or to the idea of them meeting um I think I think there is there's a very certain feeling that we have just come to understand between Revenge of the Sith and a New Hope of them meeting again in a new hope, right? And and what that means and what the history is and and we've just we've sat with that for for years, right? Yeah. And so like I get it. If if you're if you're sitting and you're like, I don't want them to meet, it just feels wrong. I definitely get that. And but I, I also think at the same time, it's like How many times has Star Wars taken something we thought was true and then just played in the margins just enough? It they they saw the open spaces and they're like, oh well let's let's just wiggle in here and then absolutely change how we perceive that. Like Not
1: even just that. Taking something that we were like, I don't know if I really like this is something that I would have picked to do. Really? That's how you're gonna Okay. Mm hmm. Oh, Boba Fett lives? Okay. Right. And then you knock it out of the park. Right. I don't know. I didn't know how to feel about a Rogue One movie. I'm like, I don't know if this is like the spinoff, like I would have started with the big spinoff to get the casual fan into Star Wars again. And boy, was I wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to being wrong again. Well, or I hope that everyone else, because I'm excited for it. I don't care. We'll make it work. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, I hope and, everyone else gets on that train.
0: Yeah. And we have these lines in A New Hope of you know, you should not have come back. Um, I haven't felt a presence like this since. And it's like, and Pause. we live here and we we think of the, you know, we say we watch A New Hope and we think of those lines or we hear those lines and we think of Mustafar. We think of, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. This is, that's about to change. <laughs> like it is. Yep. <laughs> um, and, and it's it's one of those things, it's one of those like retrospective master strokes, like letting Vader leave that, ambiguous since hmm, <laughs> it now allows them to to say whatever they want like it can be exactly. it can be here um so so yeah that i think that's just going to be an interesting thing that you know if if someone's unsure how they feel about it right now i hope they just sort of let it they let it prove itself because um i think the the potential for for what this can be is is just so extremely high, and um going back to quotes, I saw another one from from Ewan McGregor and it was like one like uh, the true like blessing of this is being reunited with Hayden, yep and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> you gotta hit us with that
1: <laughs> when I read that quote i shock of the century, I got a little misty eyed yeah. got a little little lump in my in my throat, like oh.
0: That's fine. It's just nothing.
1: I just got a little sand in my eye. I'm
0: fine. I, w- I watched the, um, uh, like, Invisible Hand section of Revenge of the Sith last night just to, like, sort of get in the mood. <laughs> and it, man, it just, they're, they're so good together. They are. And, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be, I mean, a different kind of sad watching, watching them face off in, you know, in these forms. Um, where they're not <laughs> where they're not friends because we didn't really get i mean we got like the duel but you know hayden still had the blue lightsaber you know and yeah there was still enough like visually where it's like oh it's just a bad day <laughs> kind of thing um but now it's like <clears throat> like hayden's evil now like hayden's like full full yeah. evil 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 like he's 10 years deep in and and obi-wan's going to be older and and it's it's like there's gonna be a lot of emotions involved with with this show um because it's you know these are these are this is a relationship we have cared about for i mean <clears throat> like speaking in star wars terms for forty two years or forty three years yeah. so yeah, um it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot it's just gonna be a lot.
1: I've been so on the excitement train that I didn't even think about that to be honest with you. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we I, we are in a world of emotional distress mm-hmm. coming up soon, and it's and I'm here for it. It's going to be great.
0: And we got I have Deborah. no doubt that it's going to be Deborah great. Chow leading it, <laughs> so yeah.
1: the The ship is there's a there's a steady captain at the helm mm. of the ship. We're going to be fine. Um, not emotionally fine, but it'll be great content for Star Wars.
0: Yeah, and yeah it's just it's just gonna be it's gonna be special and like my thing my thing that i was always like what's my benchmark for for staying excited about kenobi because like all projects that have star wars on them any piece of drama that is slightly newsworthy gets blown into like blown into proportion or blown out of proportion yeah and um you know, there were there were a lot of questions by some people of like, oh, this is gonna be good. Oh, people are changing. I don't. Uh, creative teams are changing hands. Um, and my thing has always been, if you and is still excited by this, I'm still excited by this. <laughs> so like, as long as Ewan's out here hyping this thing up, then I'll be so ready for it. And and now we've added Hayden to that. And I'm like, as long as Hayden's still excited for it, which I mean I can't even imagine what he's gone through like like just taking everything he took from pop from the like the shittiest parts of pop culture and like and the way people process pop culture um you know it just uh it's like for him to say um for him to step out of it and then only just get comfortable with um, going into conventions, and now coming back to Star Wars, it's it's a lot.
2: It is
1: a lot. <laughs> oh, I'm not
0: ready. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for him. I hope we all embrace him again, as we did at Celebration. Um, I hope, like I don't know, again, like just one of my other things. Like I I saw this. And I was like prequel kids. Like we are winning. We're winning yeah. right now. <laughs> it's like We really a, are. The, we, we had to wait, but we're here and we're and we're taking it in. Um it's the
1: prequel era renaissance yeah. coming up.
0: And and it like even that it, that hasn't even started. Because yeah. when people <laughs> our age start getting the jobs, it's like, yeah, that's that's gonna be wild. Um, oh yeah. So so yeah, I also mean that,
1: if you I'll touch Hayden, I will murder you. Yeah. If anybody yeah. messes with Hayden, I will become an at you. Yep. Try me, guys.
0: It makes it makes me wonder how much he knew at 2017 celebration. Yeah. Like were the were there talks. Um sure. Like I don't I don't know how I can't remember how early these Kenobi rumors started. Um but yeah, it, it makes you wonder what uh what he knew when he was there <laughs> and and it's like how much more validated he felt like maybe taking this decision when people were like so embraceive towards him.
1: Right. Cause I feel I, I, I will say it before I've said it, you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. He looked like he was ready for us to throw tomatoes at him mm-hmm. in Orlando. Yeah. I mean, how and you if know? he was like... on the fence, like if he was on the fence, I think that experience solidified bringing him back. So
0: Thanks. I mean, I'm, I'm I love best, Star Wars celebration. That's talked like really uh like openly about like I don't know if this is a good idea to go to celebration.
2: Yeah.
0: Um and this you know, this idea of like I don't know how people are gonna react to me. And again, like i there there are moments where Star Wars fandom is so bad and I oh, hate awful. these people. There are also moments where we do it right. And yeah. the the Chicago celebration with um, Kelly Marie Tran and Yep and Ahmed Best is like yeah we 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 get, we did it right then because um, yeah I I I hope they they felt every every ounce of um the love and appreciation that that they deserve to have.
1: There's a bunch of there's a bunch of really really loud voices that don't necessarily. Reflect the goodness that is in this community, which is a damn shame, Mm -hmm. honestly. Because you can sit here and be like, Rose Tico was, you know, whatever character, which I'm not, but I see a lot of that on the internet. I'm like, okay, she didn't write the character, first off. Mm -hmm. She should have gotten a hell of a lot more to do, (laughs) second Mm -hmm. off. (laughs) And you can't sit here and look at Kelly Marie Tran and go, I hate that girl.
0: Yeah.
2: If
1: you can, what's wrong with you? Do you hate puppies?
0: She's do you so, hate like she's so amazing too? It's like yeah, honestly, I don't know. How you like, like don't what's like wrong, her. wrong with you? <laughs> oh <laughs> like, man, yeah. Do you
1: you, you hate joy? <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness yeah, gracious. Yeah, it's
0: just yeah. It's the worst. The worst parts are often the loudest. So, which is I shame. think that was I think that was nice. That was like it was letting the good be loud. Yeah, and and in person, I think that was that was really that's important.
1: even better, even yeah. bigger.
0: Um, but yeah, I think all the love to Hayden, man. Because this is gonna be awesome, and we're gonna we're gonna lose our minds, and I can't even fathom what the, you know, like our first looks at this show are gonna be like when they when they release the first image of Obi Wan. <laughs> no, <laughs> like that's gonna be that's gonna be our moist that's gonna be our moist moment
2: forever, just yeah, forever just, uh, moist. <laughs>
0: We're just gonna call it now. Whenever that happens, none of us will have moisture to report. We're just gonna say see photo. Um, there will be
1: <laughs> there will be no po- there will be no podcast because we'll all literally be drowning in the moisture. Yeah. Yeah. I can't talk, I'm underwater. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh gracious me. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: God. that's that's Obi Wan Kenobi. Um do you have any other thing for that specific show that you wanted to mention? <sighs> honestly. Shall we push
1: forward? Honestly, no. Except I love you, Hayden. I love you, Ewan. And the boys are back in town. I can't wait. <laughs>
2: I yep. can't wait.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Um, so actually, before we do push forward, I do want to rewind a little bit because I brought up the graphics for Obi Wan and Andor, and didn't bring up the graphic for Ahsoka, which I think oh! is is really intriguing. Um, so if you guys are listening and you have <laughs> access to a picture, I guess, <laughs> of something, of the Ahsoka graphic. It is very unique. Um, or it's not really, it's actually not unique, but it's very interesting, because this, these patterns and these, like, glyphs around the edge, we've actually seen them before.
1: Yes, we have!
0: And one interesting way we've seen them, is it's basically the exact same graphic behind of Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Uh, Logo, I guess, and then also, it's pretty much the same graphic from season one of Rebels when Ezra goes into the Lothal Temple, and then um, the room before Yoda, sort of like turns everything into space and gives him the Kyber crystal. This this logo is on the ceiling. Like I I don't know for sure if it is exactly line for line the same, but it is way too close to not be right a, like a thing. So it,
1: it it's a choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So it I'm just like I don't know what it means and like like with Jedi Fallen Order and and Rebels and now Ahsoka all being linked by this image. I mean, it could just be this sort of like general mystic um Jedi motif, like design motif. But I think it it's like it's just wildly fascinating that it is just that. Like it's here it is. And and how all these might connect through through this like force mysticism. And I think there there are a lot of people who like instantaneously jump to World Between Worlds. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think that's the case. Again, I think it's just a shared motif kind of thing. Um like the glyphs and stuff. Like that is just a shared design language of these these like mystical Jedi things. But um, I'm really just more intrigued that it is, like, the exact same design as this Fallen Order one and and the, the like, Rebels Temple. So, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it, except it's just really intriguing to think about.
1: And I look forward to my Jedi Fallen Order playthrough coming to Twitch and YouTube in the new year so I can firsthand experience a little bit more of... Well, it looks like the... the uh. It also looks to me like... <laughs> His save points. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but and also yeah, the seeing th-
0: stone. Um, the th-
1: seeing stone. Th- yeah,
0: these like glyphs around the edge as well. So, so yeah, interesting.
1: No mistakes in the design room.
0: Absolutely. All right. So after Kenobi, Kathy kept on going along. Of course, and, she did, <laughs> and gave us something that we have, of course, known about for a little bit, um, because it was officially announced before. But we got our first look at the Bad Batch series. And let me tell you something. <laughs> 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 uh, or actually, how about you tell me something? What did you think about the Bad Batch series? A little little uh, real. Well, <laughs> well,
1: then. I am... Um... So I'm not going to lie. The first view through of the reel was very overwhelming. And I feel like I didn't process half of what I was watching. Mm -hmm. I'll be fully honest because I'm just sitting here going Clone Wars Season 8, Clone Wars Season 8, Clone Wars Season 8, Clone Wars Season 8. Yeah. (laughs) It's essentially me going, oh my God, post Clone Wars Season 8. That was my first thought. Then my second thought is what an Epic adventure, including characters that I was not expecting to see. Miss Fennec Shand. Good to have you back, baby girl. Man. Um, I cannot wait to see what that means for the Star Wars universe, for what adventure Clone Force 99 is gonna have to go on. I, I just I, it's really hard to talk about because there's so much in this trailer that's so thought-provoking. Yeah. I don't know where to begin. I don't know where we're it's, gonna. Do. It's
0: a lot. It's um, a lot going on. Yeah, I'm just look like again. I was um, <laughs> there, whenever I get like say these things, I always like stop and I'm like, wow, I've been really fortunate in a lot of <laughs> a lot of things. But the I was also in the celebration 2015. I got to go see like the screening of the Bad Batch like arc. Um, oh my
1: god! Yeah, it, it was all
0: just like the animatics and and that was you know in its own way such a like a special event because the clone wars was gone and you know they started it with the you know the um you know the, like the the sort of fortune cookie opening of like the clone wars that we always get every episode they started it with like kind of like a tribute to to clone wars fans so like that was like just a special event and watching the bad batch and like so i've been a fan of just the bad batch since then and um getting them back this year through the like the final the finished arc of uh of Clone Wars was I was like okay that felt good and um I didn't expect much else (laughs) right and here we are with they're they're gonna have their own story and I I like I know what people like I know what everyone means when they say Clone Wars season eight but I don't I don't want it to be used against the bad batch, Um, no, 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 because I think there there are people who are gonna be like reductive about it and be like, Oh, it's just Clone Wars season Eight, like I don't feel that way, I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be the bad batch, like yeah, um, and I think I think that's exciting to me, and it's it's a story that looks like the Clone Wars, but it's I don't think it's going to be the Clone Wars, and
1: yeah, I think it's gonna feel different,
0: yeah and I'm just so excited for what potential there is for this story. I mean, again, like, like you said, trailer, we get Fennec Shand. That was, that was a bomb drop. Um, Total, totally. And it's, it's also, again, like, like the Bad Batch, not quite as long, but we had to wait for Fennec. Um, mm-hmm. Like we got, we got that glimpse. We didn't know exactly what happened, but now she's here. She's, um, everything you want her to be in episode of the tragedy and the believer. And I'm sure she will be in the finale of the season as well. And now we get to see her build that legend, right? Yeah. Of Why she wanted. Mando. Why she wanted by the empire, y'all. Exactly. Mando sees the the puck in the gunslinger and it's like, nope, I'm nope, I'm not going against Fennec. And and it's like, this is, we're going to learn how she really um, became that, you know, or or we're going to see her in her, in this, in this time where she's either getting into that or she's already there. Um, So that's really intriguing. And then just just like putting Fennec on the table opens the door to so many other things as, as we know from these animated shows, right? Like how many things have they just brought to the table that we had no idea people were going to do so yeah, right. i think yeah it's just super exciting um i also think about at that premiere panel filoni kept like poking fun at one of the writers i think i think it was matt mcnovitz um and he was like whenever we'd be in the writer's room <laughs> for like clone these like clone war seasons that we eventually didn't see um he was like matt would always be like could we put the Bad Batch in? <laughs> you're like, you're like well, we're going we're to do this episode. He's like, oh, so the Bad Batch can do this part. And they're like, no, we're not going to put the Bad Batch in. So Now we only, are. Yeah. I can only imagine how he feels. because I, I, oh. I assume he was like, he spearheaded like the, the writing and the creation of the Bad Batch. Like, like it only nice. makes sense that he's so uh, attached to them. So I can only imagine how he feels for them to be existing in a space that is theirs. Um and and it's it's so cool to think about and and we've we've got Echo as part of the team too, so there's that yes. there's that very clear through line from the old Clone Wars episodes and I mean just about one of the earliest Clone Wars episodes, right? With the, the yeah. rookies. So that'll be a really epic through line. Um we saw Tarkin.
1: We saw Tarkin! That's the one thing I was gonna bring up. Yeah. We saw Tarkin and he looks like he's about to take Hunter and like Interrogate, like slap him across the face <laughs> as he's in his interrogation.
0: Yeah.
1: We're yep. going to see probably one of the very first little rebel sects coming from the clones themselves. Watching them watch Palpatine do his Order 66 speech and something is not quite right. Gosh. I just, target Tarkid's back. I mean, I'm always here for a, a man with some lovely high cheekbones. Okay. Mm. I'm, and Oh god they are fighting against what looks like a mix between clo- like stormtroopers and super battle droids some weird <laughs> hybrid of droid trooper scary dude like i there's so much to dig into here what the heck is going on and yeah. how oh this i want to see the bad batch i don't know if i want to <laughs> see the bad batch take out some clone troopers but i want to see them take out the empire
0: yeah, I mean, and also it makes you wonder. Like, the I mean, we saw through um, the arc we watched. Like, they don't have the same relationship with clones as other clones do, right? Like, no. It's like, is is killing a clone like is that less a crime to them? Like, um yeah. Like, if they if they're faced with that decision, like Rex faced with that decision, hurt, right? Like we saw it on his face. He was crying in the yeah. last episode of the Siege of Mandalore. um, and it's like, do they have that reaction? I don't know if someone points a gun at them i are they gonna I don't know if they like think about it twice um, yeah are
1: they do they have that same brotherly attachment? That is a really good question.
0: Do they have the chips?
1: Do they have the chips, and if so, what have their mutations done to make them functional or not?
0: Yeah. 'Cause it's like we I remember when like Order sixty six was happening in Clone Wars and I remember a lot of like people were like, I Feel bad for the Jedi who's next to the bad batch <laughs> And it's it's like just Wrecker like <laughs> punching him to death or something. Right. Um, but like yeah, it's like to what degree are they are they like we know they're different. What degree are they order sixty six different and right how do they process that order and how do they process this this shift and I've always been really intrigued by the the transition from Republic to Empire. Um, yes. And the old Karen Travis, like Republic Commando novels went into this um, when I think the last book became Imperial Commando and sort of how you follow this commando team and they have to like grapple with what it has changed. And I think like that's going to be so cool to witness. And, you know, the degree to which we to which we watched um in Revenge of the Sith how the star destroyers were they had that they didn't they lost all their republic paint right um at the end they were just the the blank imperial like imperial looking like, even though they were still the same like venator class they were they looked imperial because all the red yeah. was gone and it's like being able to watch that happen through a show i think is so cool um and it, and it's even better to explore it through the people on the ground, the clones who you know have been tasked with one job, and I think you know to whatever degree we're going to see them get phased out and replaced and changed and um, blah blah blah. And I think it's it's so special to watch that from a clone perspective um, with D. Bradley Baker's voice that we've become <laughs> so attached to in animation for yeah. the clones. Um, and and then to also not only just show it through clone perspective but to then center it on clones who are entirely different from other clones. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's going to be a lot and you know, I don't I don't think it's going to be as like earth-shattering as, you know, the the siege of Mandalore finale, but oh, probably not. It's going to be a lot to to take in because sort of like um sort of like the the Obi-Wan series where we're gonna like really experience what we've lost um we're gonna watch we're gonna watch the republic get stripped away in this show you know and it's uh it's gonna be just nuts
1: it really is and, and, and you're right you did too. bring up looks that transitional period mm-hmm. is is something that i've always i've I've been so fascinated with like, at what point do we transition from clones to regular troopers? How does that transition completely go down? What are the repercussions of making that choice? Do they wipe out a whole bunch of clones? What is going on? Mm -hmm. And um, man, we're in for a wild ride. I hope they can save as many clones as as possible. That's what I want. That's what I want from it.
0: Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. And, um, another thing that really excited me about the trailer was not like accepting the siege of Mandalore is its own like thing. Um, my my favorite arc of the clone wars was always the, the slavers one with the Zygerians.
1: Yeah. that's a great one. I
0: think Anakin goes through with all that. Um, and there's Zygerians in this. (laughs) So they're like fighting the slavers. I was like, Oh, that's, that's a fun thing to like be coming back to. Um,
1: I'm always here for a fight the slave owner narrative. Yeah, I'm down with and we
0: love, <laughs> we also love cat people.
1: <laughs> we love cats. We're, we're, <laughs> Crazy cat lady. <laughs> we just we just
0: love a good feline here. So yeah, um, we're we're
1: pussy wild over here.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and yeah, I think I think it's just it's just gonna be super fun. Um, and I I hope I hope we see all these things. I think on our last episode we or. Something we recorded recently. I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: blurs together yeah. at this point. I don't even yeah. know.
0: <laughs> but I, I think we talked about this. We brought up the Cad Bane Boba story, right? Um, yes. That was originally planned for Clone Wars. and
1: Oh, yep. And yep,
0: this yep. notion that the Bad Batch is in this time frame where they can play with that. Um, and then it makes you wonder what other things they can play with that were part of a plan, if not the plan. A plan. Um so yeah, I'm just I'm just really intrigued and excited of what this can be um and how how long it's gonna last, um, whether this is gonna be like a sprawling sort of narrative to really fill this space or not. Um but yeah, I'm just I'm really excited just to see see these clones again and uh see my boy Crosshair do some do Aww. some sharpshooting.
1: Uh you know who my favorite Bad Batch member is? What we got wrecker <laughs> i love him i want to i want him to pick me up and cradle me yep and just walk around he can do I that just, he can i love him so much he's so big and snuggly. his uh,
0: his funko pop just arrived for me the other day oh,
1: we're blessed so blessed yep. i'm so happy for you
0: actually you know what that just saying that really is a nightmare in my mind because now i've oh. just looked at all these shows that are coming out and each one of them is going to have merchandise. <laughs> We're
1: gonna be so broke.
0: <laughs> I'm like, oh no.
1: Even more oh, than usual. No.
0: The, I, uh, the only saving grace is that they're gonna be spread out over time. <laughs> yes. But my god, yeah, that's that's terrifying now. Um I wish I, I wish I didn't think about that.
2: Um, <laughs> Yikes.
0: But yeah, that anyway, this is gonna be awesome. Uh so I, I guess jumping out of Clone Wars. We're going to jump into another uh, thing coming that's animated. This one's really intriguing. This one's called Star Wars Visions, um, and it's presenting an all-new creative takes on the galaxy far, far away. Star Wars Visions will be a series of animated short films celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world's best anime creators. The anthology collection will bring 10 fantastic visions from several of the leading Japanese anime studios Offering a fresh and diverse cultural sp- cultural perspective to Star Wars. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> this is a lot.
0: Yeah. It's, this is like art house Star Wars. Like, yes, it's going to be, I don't know. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like it, we, we're not, we're not even grappling with the idea of like new stories. We're going to like see things that we kind of already know, I think. but um reimagine through this i mean just i mean you you just say anime and you like know what it is right like and and even if you know what it is it can be so many different things yeah um so it's like again just seeing this uh seeing this galaxy we know reinterpreted through this just like absolutely unique and um like masterful artistic style i think it's just it's going to be like insane to watch
2: I'm
1: so I've fallen out of the anime scene in more recent years, mm-hmm. but growing up and like through like college and stuff too, I was still, you know, I, I've ne- I've never been like I you know I I've really really enjoyed anime. There's some anime that is absolutely some of the best storytelling that that I've seen in a television show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, if you sit here and tell me Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and Cowboy Bebop are not just the best shit ever, come at me, come fight me, bro. Mm -hmm. There's some like and the actual storytelling medium of anime is so unique and has so many perspectives. I love I that which makes it perfect to tell the same stories we know from a different viewpoint. It's going to be artful it's going to be unique. It's going to be strange. It's going to be a little bit strange, but it's going to be done in such like a cool, fantastic way. And I'm, I, I'm so pumped about this. Mm. I just, I, I think that it's the perfect medium to tell these kind of stories in. Yeah. I think I just, and like, if we've learned anything from the little bit of Japanese influence that we've had on star Wars, uh, which is quite a bit, um <laughs> little bit my ass um <laughs> it, that that it's in it's literally in the origins of Star Wars it it's just it just is so getting oh i'm just it's just so cool and also like looking at the lost stars novel looking at the same events from two different viewpoints um the same events that Luke Skywalker went through from two different viewpoints on two different sides of the story and then when they made it into a manga. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. This I Star Wars Star Wars is a great is, is a could be a fantastic medium. It it could be a fantastic medium for Star Wars. It's just what yeah. I'm trying to say.
0: No, yeah. For I have sure. no
1: idea what we're about to get. And I can't wait. I'm I am psyched for this. I'm psyched for everything. But this is particularly unique and different and not something I expected to get announced at all.
0: Yeah. Like to me. I had a reaction to this where I was like, this kind of felt like as close as we were ever going to get, at least now to like the way Marvel's doing this. What if.
2: Yeah. uh, Where it's like this
0: reinterpretation kind of thing where this is of course, like a much toned back at least story wise version of that, I think. But, um, but yeah, just this idea of reinterpretation and I mean, just the, the title of visions, right? Like, yeah. Um, just recontextualizing and and like I think I I always think about <laughs> when when Galaxy Adventures does something really cool. Yes. Yeah, we're that's we're like exactly all really hyped, right? Like yeah. they do some cool stuff. And then I feel like this is gonna be that on steroids.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so so yeah, I again it's like it's one of those ones that's kinda hard to react to because you don't know exactly what it's gonna be. Um but but yeah, I think it's, wild card. Yeah, I think it's really exciting, um, at least because just yeah, this there's something about anime that I feel like has such a clear vision of what it like what it is um, mm-hmm. that when you when you tell me the you know these leading Japanese anime studios are gonna have a crack at at Jedi, <laughs> um, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's like how can you not like be excited about, it? especially if you're someone who like watch the 2d clone wars where that was kind yeah. of like an anime star wars of sorts and um yeah it's like uh it's it's just gonna be cool it's gonna be really cool and i i wonder if it's gonna be like so basically with with disney plus they've been pretty consistent on this um episode by episode drop for like narrative right like right um and even gallery gallery is got to wait a week and Clone Wars wait a week Mando wait I feel like this is something you could just drop all at once um and then I, but like I don't know if they they were ever going to do that but I feel like this would be something where you could you could just sort of release the entire anthology um and we can kind of go through it so yeah I don't know though who knows what uh what is in store with that I think it's just it's very artistically interesting and I think that's. That's um, exciting in its own way. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see what came next. Oh, okay. Okay. Everyone uh, compose yourselves (laughs) because (laughs) this one's going to be interesting. Um, Let me find it in the show notes. Here we go. Everyone's favorite scoundrel Lando Calrissian will return in a brand new event series for Disney+. Justin Simeon, creator of the critically acclaimed Dear White People and a huge Star Wars fan, is developing the story. Lando.
1: Lando! Um,
0: yeah, so this one got scooped Yes. <laughs> a, uh, a few months ago, so we've sort of been prepared about this one. <clears throat> but I think seeing the logo... Uh oh. it, it adds things, right?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Cause that was beautiful. And so I think someone pointed out on Twitter, sorry if I you're listening and I'm not crediting you, but someone pointed out that it it is the color scheme of his solo outfit.
2: Ooh, buddy.
0: So that was really fun. Um and yeah, I mean <clears throat> What do you say to Lando? You say yes, please, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like there's, there's, I don't know, I don't know how anyone can be not excited by this because this is, I mean, if if earlier reports were to be <clears throat> true, this is Donald Glover coming back into the role. Um, this is, I mean, potentially Billy D. Williams. You like, oh there's a there's a world where it can be both. Um, there is. <clears throat> and oh. Yeah. I mean, it's really exciting and and Justin Simeon as a as a showrunner is such a great step in something we've been asking for for a while. And we're some of us more fervently or patiently <laughs> have been asking <laughs> for this. Um and this is you know, not we do not have a, a straight white man. Um leading a star wars property. And we and <laughs> we have it we have a queer person of color um stepping into a show running role. And I mean that in itself is exciting because all that ever matters in these things are I mean like when you have to break it down what matters and that's the characters, right? And yes. when when you start introducing new perspectives to the people who are designing the characters. That's what makes them new and interesting. Funny how that works. (laughs) Um, So, so I think, yeah, so finally getting this, this, this great step in, in creative representation, I think is going to lead um, into um, just some really exciting stuff for, for our boy Lando and, and what, what he might see and, and do and experience and, um, I'm just really, I'm just really excited for what this is going to be.
1: I'm excited because, as you mentioned, having a queer person of color at the helm of a Lando story, uh, maybe we can actually put our money where our mouth is. John Casden, I bet saying, "Oh, I he's pansexual."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, we could get to know him better, like. Yeah. We can see what he's about. And if you're – he can't just – still makes me salty thinking about that from so many years ago. Yeah. Um, if like we're going to gonna get to know Lando not, better.
0: Yeah, like to drop that and not really <laughs> know what it show means it at all? maybe. <laughs> like I don't even know if he knows what it means. <laughs> like, I don't think so. Uh, so it's like, yeah, again, you know, it's it, it just feels authentic now. It, it, I would it, argue flirting
1: with awesome. a droid does not make you pansexual. But, you know, that's cool.
0: Yeah, as as you were saying, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's I, yeah, it's just exciting, right? Like it, it's exciting to get this fresh perspective on a on a character we we, we want to see more of, and we have two two brilliant um, portrayals of him, right? And how do you, how do you feel about this idea that what if it's old Billy D telling the Calrissian chronicles? <laughs>
2: Oh, and
0: then, and then seeing it through Donald Glover.
1: <laughs> I want Billy D to read me that bedtime story of his escapades. Oh my God, so badly! I think that since they didn't explicitly say that it was going to be Donald or it was going to be Billy D, although they did hint at his younger outfit, I think that it's there's. I think that there's still a good opportunity for both to show up, and I think that if you asked either of them, they'd be like hell yeah, I'm there. Um, and I think it would be really lovely to watch them be two halves of the same coin in one story. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's so cool. I, I really, really hope that we get both of them.
0: I and, always really love frame oh. tales. Yeah, um, I do too. Like I, I do lo- too. I loved, because um, I didn't expect it, or maybe, maybe I should, I don't know if it's in trailers or not, but I loved how The Hobbit started with Ian Holm.
2: Yeah. And he was oh, there too. Yeah.
0: And then you transition to Martin Freeman and then you come back to Ian home. And it's like, and it's so great to have, you know, both sides of the character there. Uh, like, like it just feels like it feels like it's in the right hands, you know, kind of thing. Um, Absolutely. So, so I think, yeah, it'd be great if, if they were both in on it and um, I, yeah, I just want it. And I think another sort of uh, indicator of, of what's happening is, I think the the solo Falcon was behind Kathy when she made this announcement. Like it was like the graphic on oh, the screen. Yeah. There's like this the Lando edition of the Falcon. So I think I think it's it's a good. It, there's enough like sort of pieces in place that I think certainly the bulk of it will probably be the the younger Donald Glover Lando. But I think yeah, this it'd, it'd be so cool. I mean, it's like yeah, of course Billy Dee's not gonna say no. Like <laughs> so, it's like I mean, he was just Lego Lando, right? Like right. he's not gonna say no to this. Well, I'm um, made it from there. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I, I'm just so excited for what this can be. I I can't wait to see to see more of it, um, and you know, and who else might be involved? I mean, get L three back. Um, oh
2: God,
1: please.
0: Yeah. Right. Can we
1: please
0: <laughs> right? I mean, give her? We Some can, stuff to do. We can do. see the meet. We can see the her put herself together. Like, oh, you know. S- I
1: can't imagine Saf. If that happens, I want to see. <laughs> well, obviously, we're not in the same continent, so I can't <clears throat> see in person. I but if imagine. L3 shows up, I want to see the look on her Twitter account. <laughs> if that is to happen.
0: Oh, I would just be so happy for her. The other thing I want is if that were the, to be the case, um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is just about my favorite writer right now. And if that, if her being involved as L three also opened the door to her, like writing an episode or something, I'd be so happy. Oh um, my god, yes, because she she is phenomenal.
1: She's brilliant. At the very least, do some do some little touch up work on the script. Mm-hmm. Be the Carrie influence on it.
0: So, oh, queen. these are these are things that are on the table. So we'll see if they uh, we'll see if they follow through. But yeah, yeah, exciting stuff. We don't even know when this is starting. It's just being developed. Um, but hopefully, we are having fun with Lando uh, in the not too distant future. Um, all right, here's a big one. Leslie Headland, yeah. Emmy Award-nominated creator of the mind-blowing, ser- mind-bending series *Russian Doll*. Brings a new Star Wars series to Disney+, Plus, which we have known before, but the part we did not know is that it's called The Acolyte. And ah! <laughs> The Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era.
1: Woo! <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um... Okay, <laughs> <So> let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's sit with that one, and then figure out, because we are going to have TV visual representation of the High Republic era. Yes! Yes! Which That's is it? awesome. I, I remember thinking when the High Republic came out and having this like multimedia sort of event, I was like, is this trying to set the ground for um expansion into like you know film and TV and like I thought that was maybe certainly film side I was like wait oh, maybe that's too like ambitious but I think this is this is just the right like way to creep in um and I I also like since the high republic have been I've always been curious about what the Sith might do in this in these stories yeah and it, cuz it's like you know we have they're they're gone, right? Like they they are. This is part of the Kiadi Mundi. Oh, they've been gone a thousand years, um, right? And but of course, we as we, we as fans know they were not gone. They're they're hidden. They're the rule of two is here, um, and the and the dark side is always about these machinations, right? And it's like this this coming storm that will eventually happen. That's finally fulfilled by Palpatine, um, and. So, like, I've always wondered if, even if the Sith don't show up in the High Republic stories, what degree of, like, the evil in this, in this galaxy is being manipulated by them, yeah. like, from the shadows. And when as soon as they started talking about this shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the, in the High Republic, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, like, is this going to be it? So, so yeah, what do, you, what do you think about this, this dark side stuff?
1: This is where I live. I live for this. I, oh my God. I love, you know, as much as I love the Jedi, some of my absolute favorite stories are Sith stories. I'm all about Sith. And I'm all about, um, if we're not mistaken, I believe we would also have had teased that it's going to be a female-led story. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to get Lady Sith Lord? Sith Lady? lady. <laughs> Sith Lady! Sith Lady! Oh, the Sith Ladies!
2: Oh, the Sith
1: Ladies! <laughs> put your hands up! Um, I'm putting my hands up in the air like I'm on a roller coaster right now. Because I'm about to up? like... Yeah, seriously, put the double-bladed red yep. lightsabers up in the air. This is so freaking exciting. High Republic nearly passed out. Leslie Edlin passing out. Everything. Like, just everything about this story is fascinating Mm -hmm. like i I live for darth Plagueis. i live for these dart these this rule of two era i live for the darth bane darth zanna vibes i live for all of this that's going on right now and i and i really hope that i mean we're not going to get a retelling of things that have happened before we're not Mm -hmm. but we are under absolute fantastic Fantastic leadership on this one. And it's gonna be so exciting because we can sit here and we're gonna read through these High Republic novels, sizzling up to the point where this comes out. Yeah. And by the time we get here, we're gonna have an idea of this world. And every single High Republic novel, comic, insert content here, I'm going to be thinking about the Acolyte.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's I'm so this is probably this is the most excited I am for any new thing that was announced. No, yeah. ha- no doubt. No doubt. I just I can't believe that I just this is gonna be so cool. And you know what? I like I like the I love messing with the dark side, man. I love my I love my sage ventress. Mm-hmm. Like a gorgeous, terrifying black widow spider Sith lady is my is my aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to be a night sister. <laughs> I want to <laughs> like Minus the whole like getting wiped out or whatever, you know, that's yeah, not so great, but we'll skip that part. That didn't happen. Sign me, sign me up. Um, I love this. I, they, I think that this is going to be one of the most interesting stories that's going to get told. And I know that I'm saying that knowing literally nothing about it, mm. but it's, I have so much faith in this creative team and in what Lucasfilm has been doing. And I have so much faith. I just, in this concept, it's so it's so exciting. And it's of all of the announcements, this is the most out there, I would say, as mm-hmm. far as the timeline, as far as the characters and the comfort zone that yeah. we have been referencing in all of these other projects, it always somehow relates to the content that we've already seen. This yeah. is brand spanking new. Yeah, this is as far as canon going on here. It is. And nobody there's nobody better to push the boundaries on that. Like I I just think it's so ah
0: anyway. Yeah. Yes. And this I and is again so exciting. with the with the creative side, again a, a queer woman heading God. the show. So Ugh, I love again, it! Finally we're we're making these moves. <laughs> so Hollywood moves time moves. Okay, here we go. Hollywood moves slowly. Um it's it's a sad truth. It is. And the fact that we're catching up finally is really cool because i know this is something again it's been a it's been a big piece of of uh you know this like this side of fandom that really wants this um once the once the increased representation and and it's um i mean it's cool to have already gotten so many just in this one and this one day of like yeah you know here we go here's this here's this here's this and it's and it's all like or not all but there's several options of you know just new voices and and you know with that with this said there's (laughs) there's a lot they didn't tell us you know I'm sure um so it's like who else isn't attached to those? I mean we we saw a while ago rumors of a of a JD Dillard film, you know, it's like we just we just don't know what's still happening. And um yeah I think this is really exciting. This is this is definitely the most like intriguing, I think. Um yeah. it's it's gonna be real cool to see where this goes. And and I agree with this whole like the whole dark side thing. Even just the one line in in Rise of Skywalker when Leia's like always in the shadows, like pulling the strings. Like that that is such a vibe, Ooh! right? Like, like it's such it's such Ooh! a Sith vibe of this is what we do kind of thing. So it's gonna be exciting to see that and um kind of Sort of like a a weird companion to Cassian, where it's like ne- we have a, now this like force clandestine, like force based clandestine show, right? Yeah. Or with this like sort of thriller aspect um, and mystery, so yeah, I can't wait to see what what secrets are unlocked. Um, like you said, we we don't need retellings, but this is this yeah. could be a cool time to further explore what Darth Bane might be in canon um you know we got yes. we got him briefly through Yoda's visions um voiced by Mark Hamill of course <laughs> and uh of course and now it's like okay well let's what else can we explore with this the history of the Sith um so yeah i mean bring it on this is going to be real cool
1: i'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it's a big one yeah. it's really freaking big it, for me and it's
0: like there's not that much to react to, but there's, at the same time, there's a lot. Like, this is one of those yeah. ones that, like, it drops a few words and spend, sends the mind spinning kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be wild. Uh, the next announcement, of course, was uh, a droid story. So, as Lucasfilm continues to develop new stories, the intersection of animation and visual effects offers new opportunities to explore Lucasfilm Animation will be teaming up with Lucasfilm's visual effects team, Industrial Light and Magic, to develop a special Star Wars adventure for Disney Plus, a droid story. This epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by legendary duo, R2-D2 and C-3PO. Yay! I wonder who they'll get to voice him.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Can't think of anybody who <laughs> might say yes to that project. <laughs>
0: um, okay. I I think I, I took some I took some joke heat from Reed I think about this. But <laughs> yeah, I I'll, I'll just say it again at the risk of taking more heat. <laughs> this this one was the one I was like least hyped for. Um Same. not not from a standpoint of eh, I don't want it. Of course I want it. I Oh yeah. I'll happily wear the shirt when, when it comes out. It's just I don't know what to think about this one. Like I don't know how to react because it's like you say animation, ILM, collaboration sounds awesome. Through R two, three P O, awesome new droid, awesome droids, awesome. I just don't know what else it is outside of that, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. So,
0: so yeah, I think I'm excited to learn more, but as of now, this isn't this certainly isn't acolyte levels <laughs> of uh, of like oh my god. Um, no. So no. so yeah, I think. I think yeah, it'll be I'm sure it'll be an absolute blast and you know, everything every piece of it is what you want to see. But uh yeah, I just don't know what else to say about it.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I I'm on the same page. It's it's like what I said earlier. It's one of those projects where I'm sitting here going like, I don't really this I don't know if this is what I would have greenlit mm-hmm. and like announced to to this and 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 you know, but that being said, I know I'm gonna watch it and I'm probably gonna sit here and go, that was really fun. Or that opened my eyes to something that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Um exa- but yeah, exactly. Just just on the sizzle alone. I was like, that was not quite as sizzly, not quite as warm
0: yeah.
1: as it, the, the rest of it. I don't know this if the skin gets sizzling, cooked on right? that.
0: It's not sizzling, just yeah. in the oven. You know, yeah. we're, we're gonna we're gonna wait a little we're going a few more hours. Yeah, this.
1: it's preheating, you know. Or we're not it quite it to three fifty yet.
0: Could still be in the proving drawer. Yes. You know, we're, we're, it we're, really we're could to wait on this one. Um but yeah, I think I I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited because it's new Star Wars, but you know, it is it's going to be what it's going to be. Yes. Um All right, there we are. And if you guys don't mind because we are Lucasfilm fans, we're going to quickly step out of Star Wars and just address these other projects they have. Um the first one being Willow, ah! a, a sequel or an original series too uh, that's a sequel to the film. Um I'll let you lead on this one because Willow was not a part of my upbringing. I've not seen Willow. You haven't seen Willow? I've not, but I need to because Yeah,
1: it's worth a watch.
0: Yeah, I you know, I'm down. Ron Howard, Warwick Davis, I'm in, I'm into it. Um
1: That alone is like you know, and if you if you're somebody if you grew up loving the fantasy, magical, you know, kind of dynamic it's a great story with a lot of heart and it's it's just i think that it's a great world to set a series in Mm -hmm. i think i i mean i and i will say this being like i need to rewatch it too it's been a long time but willow was one of those vhs's that i put in many times yeah, You know, when I was when I was little, that was one of the movies I wanted to watch all the time. And it was a Willow is it, it has that warm, fuzzy piece of my childhood nostalgia. And I think that it's a perfect I think it's a perfect movie to adapt into a show. There's so much there's so much meat on these bones. <laughs> right. Um, And if you love Lord of the Rings, if you love, you know, any sort of magical fantasy world you are going to fall in love with Warwick Davis as this little sorcerer trying to find the good in the world. And it's, it just, ha- it has so much heart. You're, I I think this is going to be a project that even if you didn't watch it as a kid, I think you might really, really adore it. Especially if you're into, into other Jim henson kind of vibes. It has a, that very similar vibe to a world like the Dark Crystal, except not quite as dark. Um, mm-hmm. It's, I think this is going to be really great and don't sleep on Willow. I'm just saying, don't sleep on it. You might really, really love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely like in in a zone where I really want to watch it. I really want to, I, I want this to be what dark crystal age of resistance was for me.
1: Yeah. I think it could be.
0: Yeah. Where I was like, I I didn't grow up with this. I'm going to turn this on and see what it's about. And then, and then just fall into it. Right. Um, that's uh, that's what that's what i'm I'm hoping this is, and again we got uh John Chu of uh Crazy Rich so Asians um, yes. directing the pilot so again more representation <laughs> we are we are breaking further <laughs> from the <laughs> just the the plain old straight white man mold of hollywood <laughs> um mm-hmm. which is not to say you know a straight white man can still work on star wars <laughs> but we, we need more. Um, yeah. So,
1: and I got to tip my cap to Disney, not just in Star Wars, th- across all of their
0: platforms mm. for
1: Investor Day. I was really, really pleased that it looks like they're taking a few criticisms
0: oh, to yeah. heart. Oh, yeah. They, they knew this. Cause, yeah, you watch the, I feel like, especially the Disney animation. Segment. Oh,
1: my goodness. I was yes,
0: like, I was like, oh, you got a culture. We got a movie for you. Here you go. <laughs> it's it's like, like, OK, OK, let's go. Um, I'm all about it. Yeah. And this isn't the only John Chu project through Disney. I can't remember which one he's doing. Um,
1: oh, I don't either.
0: But he they announced another thing with him. I think it was animated. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, again, this is and it's, it's awesome to see because you don't really expect this. With these giant corporations.
2: Um,
0: yes. But Disney and its subsidiaries are. It looks like they're building relationships. Yes. And, and that's so key to good art. Right. Like the, the idea that you're working with someone who has your back. Is, is what like lets you do it. Um, and like we, do, we talk about like the history of Star Wars. With, with George Lucas and Alan Ladd Jr. Who Like Alan Ladd Jr. Like was a human shield. For George Lucas, like you just do it, George. Don't you you just keep making that movie? And like, meanwhile, behind him, there is an absolute shitstorm going on. Yeah, and and he's just like, yeah, George. George, Don't worry about anything. Just do it. And 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 then he's the punching
1: bag in all the meetings. He is.
0: He is taking hit after hit from whoever. And so, like, yeah, this idea that someone has faith in you, someone cares about you as an artist, and wants to help you thrive. I think that's that's so important. It's something you would not have expected from someone as big as Disney. I feel like yeah. in the in this era. Um, so yeah, it's it's cool to see them doing that for sure. Um, all right, stepping out of Willow, we've got another just absolutely beloved Lucasfilm franchise: um, Indiana Jones.
1: Burr, 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 well, what do you burr. know? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so this movie's been in production hell seemingly yes i don't know how long we've known about this but here we are um and let's see we we were told that this is the final actually installment (laughs) of indiana jones of course we'll We'll see. see of course we will see um and this one really excited me because this was rumored before but james mangold was confirmed as the director for the film and even before all this, I was like, if you told me Spielberg wasn't doing it, he'd be one of my choices. Um, Yeah. Because I absolutely adore this guy's movies. Um, Just, and also he has the, one of the weirdest filmographies. um, (laughs) Because some of his early work is Girl Interrupted as a director and writer. So good. Um, Kate and Leopold... (laughs) As oh a my director god. and writer. <laughs> um Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash movie as director and writer, which I think did Joaquin win best actor for that?
1: I believe he did. I believe he did. I
0: think yeah, it picked up awards for sure. Um 310 to Yuma as the director
1: Holy crap. Um, I didn't realize this is all James Mangold.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then again to Throw in a weird one, night and day as the director, like Tom Cruise Cameron wow. Diaz movie. Um and then his like two most recent ones are in my mind just instant classics, Logan and Ford versus Ferrari.
1: Oh, um, absolutely.
0: So yeah, I mean this I love this guy's films. Um I'm i I'm really excited to see what he will do with Indiana Jones. And I think he's he is also credited as a writer and director as well for for Indiana Jones. Um so yeah, I'm just like super pumped and of course Harrison's going to be there. Um yeah, like again, I I would have thought I wouldn't want it without Spielberg. But I feel like this is such a good um successor yeah. to to that sort of like Spielberg indie legacy that um I'm I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm I'll be there for it. So Indiana Jones baby let's see see what happens
1: yeah and with all the turmoil and all of the <laughs> and after having what we thought was the end of the story with kingdom of the crystal skull I remember hearing that we're gonna reboot it again I was uh I'm a bit I'm still a bit hesitant
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but if Harrison didn't come back I would have been extra hesitant yeah um and um I think that this is a great great choice as well i think you really did say it all nikki um i still have my reservations but i i think that the creative team is great and having indy back maybe not as much in a punch him up role hopefully and more of a mentorship Mm -hmm. um but i don't know prove me wrong prove me wrong gang
0: i mean i always think i think force awakens han is perfect
1: oh absolutely so
0: like just get like that you know that's that's all we kinda need, right? We don't need Have
1: him pull the gun yeah. out at the knife fight.
0: Yeah, we don't gun. we don't need him swing in on the the whip all the time or anything. Like you know, yeah. just, just have a nice old man indie. Um Yes. So yeah, I think I think it's it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be exciting to see the other actors they'll bring in to, to populate the movie. Um so yeah, I mean, fun stuff. Um and then the last sort of one that wasn't Star Wars is uh, the New York Times bestselling novel Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. And this was, this is Lucasfilm producing in partnership with 20th Century Studios, which is the the Fox studio that um, Disney recently acquired. And it's the coming of age adventure following a young African girl's quest to restore magic to her forsaken people, the Magi? Magi? I don't know exactly. I think
1: it was Magi. I think Magi? that's how they pronounced it.
0: Awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean this is just it's cool to be exploring or ad- adapting in sort of this this new fantasy realm that that came into being and again a a perspective of um you know a new culture and just sort of a reimagining of what we what we believe as the fantasy genre.
1: I and I they've done such an excellent job with it on projects like willow in my book
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um i think that this is i i think that lucasfilm is is made to do fantasy obviously we've got our space fantasy um we've got a lot of i think that i look forward to picking up this novel and reading it yeah starters um because i know literally nothing about it but it sounds interesting it sounds unique it sounds and and i love me a good fantasy novel um and I, I'm intrigued. I, I I wish I had more to comment on it, but I am definitely intrigued.
0: Yeah, I think there's one thing that I do know about this, and that is this this tickles me in every way. That's great. Um, so when it was when it was a Fox property, they announced Rick Famuyiwa as the director for <laughs> um, for this movie. Who, of course. We know most recently from the writing writer director of most recent episode of The Mandalorian, um, <laughs> which yeah.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, and you know we lo- we love Rick Femiua in this house, and he actually I think tweeted yesterday that like he was like I'm still so excited to bring this. So it looks he's still uh-huh. attached to it. Oh Uh-oh. my um, god,
1: I'm so hyped now! So I didn't know that. <laughs>
0: so this is a Rick Famuyiwa led film of this african cultural fit cultural fantasy story. Oh yes. And and again going back to this idea of building relationships, right? Like like Lucasfilm has a very firm relationship with Rick Famuyiwa now. And and I believe also he was announced as a Cassian director. Like one of the directors. He's such a
1: good guy to have on your team. Man. Yeah, <laughs> Just like keep him around, please. Keep like, giving him is, stuff to do.
0: Exactly. This is awesome. Like this is such a great uh, move creatively. Um, and he, like, he is fantastic. So again, we, we don't really know too much about this, um, as a story can't really comment too much on what we can expect, but yeah, it's like everything we do, we can process is going the right way.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, So yeah, that, that, is the end of those things, but we are not still not quite done. Um, <laughs> not done, yeah, baby. We're here for now the feature presentation. So much of <laughs> so much of the whole Disney Investor Day was about what's going on Disney Plus um, and what's the like direct to consumer show, blah blah blah. But we still do have these um, these films that are coming, and Kathleen Kennedy brought up. Uh, the untitled Taika Waititi project.
2: Yay!
0: Um, May, you know, uh, acclaimed filmmaker and Academy Award winner, very recently, Taika Waititi. And uh, Kathleen said, Taika's approach to Star Wars will be fresh, unexpected, and unique. His enormous talent and sense of humor will ensure that audiences are in for an unforgettable ride. And they also (laughs) put up a very interesting rendition (laughs) of the Star Wars logo. (laughs) that i don't I still do not know what to make of it um <laughs> it's like is that is that officially tied to his show is that just something someone whipped up um or it's his movie and uh yeah, like we like it looks almost like Monty python it almost, almost looks like schoolhouse rock schoolhouse rock, I was also thinking like holiday special colors like, yes,
1: holiday special color scheme, definitely. yeah definitely
0: there's a lot going on in there, and um don't know what to make of it, so. And yeah, the space yeah.
1: graphic behind her, just dis- like talking about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We have like nebula, we have like nebulae and we have p- space prisms. And yeah,
0: just what's weird going stuff. on? <laughs> like, yeah, like I don't know. Like, is someone just like putting cool stuff in the background? Like, or is this like, is this a hint? Like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's crazy though. And again, like we we know Taika from just culturally and a lot of his like recent work and whatnot and he's he's so gifted <laughs> at yeah. what he does. I mean JoJo Rabbit hits you with one of the one of the emotional cinematic moments of all time. Yeah. Um all sorts of so Hunt for the Wilder people is brilliant. He's he <laughs> has What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah.
1: People sit sit here and they think he's just a comedy writer. hmm Which he excels at, at the comedy aspect of it, but every single movie that he's in, you can find, s- or every single movie that he writes is there's so much heart mm-hmm. and so much of an emotional component to it that it's just man. I I if he brings the amount of heart and humor that he brings to hunt to the hunt for the wilder people and <laughs> oh. Jojo Rabbit somewhere in the middle or somewhere leaning on either side yeah good lord we are i'm not ready i'm so excited this is gonna be awesome
0: shout out to Tyka for taking to instagram and and like writing i can't wait to like as a longtime star wars fan like i can't wait to like ruin it (laughs) and uh yeah he i mean he's so good at what he does and this this was always gonna be an exciting choice. As soon as as soon as they brought him into the tent again with that Mandalorian finale last year. Yes. Um it was it's just yeah, it's it, the the sky is the limit for this guy. And, you know as a and as it a shows Thor, he
1: gets he gets Star Wars humor yeah, too.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And and as a Thor Ragnarok fan and I'm sure a Thor Love and Thunder fan as well, it, in the future, like it it's just really exciting to see him like thriving in these spaces. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's um, that's the Taika one. And now we have sort of the the final big announcement. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: and this one is a Rogue I'm Squadron film. A Rogue Squadron film. I, I have to, like, say that multiple times just for myself sometimes. But, like, I'm in awe that this is happening. And not only is it happening, it is directed by um, Patty Jenkins. Of, <laughs> oh of Wonder Woman franchise fame uh-huh. Most recently oh uh, Yeah <laughs> So I, Once again We've, brought, we've had this uh, On a few other things Once again Representation behind the camera We have a our first feature Like film uh, Female director Oh my god So yeah <laughs> There we go And it's
1: this one yeah. and it's, this, and it's one. this
0: one and and it's she released that you alluded to she released on her own account a like a video of epic <laughs> epic levels of under of not only like like basically it's just like if you can't get on board with this after having watched that, I don't know what else we need to tell you because like honestly this, like you can see the way she and hear the way she talks about her connection to the story of a fighter pilot. Right. And, and the like deep personal attachment she has to it. I think, I think she says her, her father died like as a pilot, you know, like serving. Um, And that has just embedded in her. And (laughs) like the whole video is amazing. So if you you somehow have not seen it yet, please find it. Um, It's just on her Twitter profile and yeah just for her to say i've always wanted to tell like a fighter pilot story that i needed like the right opportunity and the right story and having that be in star wars oh my god <laughs> oh my god it is it's is fucking amazing and actually and she's
1: been searching for one apparently she's not found the right script exactly, until now
0: exactly um so
2: yeah
0: yeah um and here, actually, we have in our notes the the dialogue of, of I think, Patty's video. So I'll read that out. Um, it's been a lifelong dream as a filmmaker to one day make a great fighter pilot film. As the daughter of a great fighter pilot myself, some of the best memories of my life are of seeing my father's squadron take off in their F4s every morning, and hearing and feeling the awe-inspiring power and grace. When he passed away in service to this country, it ignited a burning desire to one day channel all of those emotions into one great film. When the perfect story arrived in combination with another true love of mine, the incomparable world of Star Wars, I knew I'd finally found my next film, I'm extremely honored and excited to take it on and grateful to Lucasfilm Disney and the fans for extending that thrill to me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is Rogue, Squadron. Um, Rogue, Squadron! This, Rogue the, Squadron. The story will introduce a new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary pushing high speed thrill ride and move the saga into the future era of the galaxy.
1: <laughs>
0: Chills. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we get another quote from quote from Kathleen Kennedy: Patty has established herself as one of the top directors working in the film industry today. She's a visionary who knows how to strike the balance between action and heart, and I can't wait to see what she does in the Star Wars galaxy. And I think just the, the those the three words right in there: action and heart. Yeah. Um, if if you've also not seen Wonder Woman,
2: <laughs> yes. Sorry
0: for talking about this part. But Patty Jenkins executed one of the all-time great, not even superhero movements, cinematic moments of the Wonder Woman No Man's Land scene. And, <gasps> and to to accept that as the balance of action and heart, like that is such a moment in that movie. And it's like, you know, she she gets that, she gets that feeling and that's a feeling that we know through star wars so so often um yeah so yeah i mean it's like i don't know what to say and then even like you take all this and then just from a personal standpoint like these things like these pi- like pilot stories are exactly what i like too and um, this
1: is your realm, Nikki. This is, yeah, this is like kind of like <laughs> this
0: is a thing I've always dreamed about writing for Lucasfilm. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I always. So I'm like, I'm on one hand extremely like, like uh, thankful and grateful that it's coming, and I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be incredible. But I'm also, I have this feeling of like, I want who is this person who stole my life? <laughs> like, like, It's like, first it was Alexander Freed with Alphabet. He stole my story. <laughs> and then and now I'm like, no, they're stealing my story. But anyway, as a-, as a fan, shit
1: list is growing. Yeah,
0: but <laughs> as a fan who just loves this stuff, because my, my thing of the old EU was not very extensive. Um, I basically lived within the X-Wing series and that's kind of it. Um, so the journey that went on, um is something that like is so ingrained in what I like about Star Wars. It's I mean, like Poe is like my favorite character. He's the fighter pilot. Like all this stuff in um like if I if I could ever be in a Star Wars thing, like you know, like these little cameo roles people again, like just put me in an X-Wing, X-Wing pilot, please. That's all I need. I don't want to be a Jedi, I don't want to be blah blah blah. Just just like let me be a pilot. So yeah, to to have a whole thing explore the the emotions of what this can be um, of what, of what a squadron goes through. I think I like, I just can't even, I still can't believe this is happening. Um, It's, it's just going to be so cool. And like, I think about the way those novels made me like just deepen my fandom. And um, you know, you, when you, when you're, when you're invested in a, in a, like in characters like this, like you, you, it, it almost takes like the the role of a sports movie, you know, right? Because yeah. it's like a it's like a team, it's a team building movie, um, and you you start see, you know, you you see the way they they they'll, they'll clash at the beginning. I'll tell you, like we can tell you right now, like this is how the movie's gonna go. They're all gonna <laughs> hate each other at the beginning. <laughs> They're all gonna clash. They're not gonna get along. They're gonna be like fighting each other's styles, and then something something bad will happen and they'll unite and they'll click and yada yada um but like yeah but that's that's how these stories like that's how they grab you because you you meet them and then you learn them you fight with them and then you see you cheer for every success you cheer for every promotion every battle that goes right and then you you feel the pain and darkness and one of them is shot down like that's that's what those x-wing series novels were like as um in totality and like there is genuine growth and emotion involved with a story like this so and then to have someone like Fatty jenkins so ingrained in the culture and the loss of of a fighter a fighter pilot family um like she's she's gonna nail it like there's no yeah. no doubt no
2: doubt <laughs> no yeah
0: doubt. it's like you can't like it's this is not a like gun for hire thing like this is a per like you can tell she's very personally invested in what this story is and what it can be um so yeah i mean <laughs> i like i was I was thinking like i bought the rogue squadron spirit jersey on the celebration store like just right? a few weeks ago and i'm like well know what i'm wearing opening night um <laughs> You're right. so yeah it's again like i still can't believe this is real um but enough about me uh did you have like any (laughs) did you have anything like specific you felt about this i well
1: well first of all there is the emotional tie of getting to see as you said first female feature film star wars director Mm -hmm. we've been we've been teasing this for a long time and. It's happening. It's it's happening. I, I that that's that's really overwhelming for me personally. Is just and if it's gonna be anybody, it's her. <laughs> like I, I that's been that's been my fan casting director that I've wanted, and I'm and I got it, and I got it in the most compelling concept. I just, I, I, this is going to be, I have no doubts, this is going to be a fucking awesome movie. The, just, oh, I, I feel like I have a hard time talking about, like, articulating this, because I, like, Rogue Squadron is one of the most fan-loved group of ragtag people throughout Legends, throughout just our Star Wars culture. We live for Rogue Squadron. Are we gonna have a wedge, an older wedge, tutoring young pilots in this? Or what are we what are we doing? There's so many there's so many possibilities. And obviously it's not going to look exactly like the novels we got. And I'm as I've said, I'm okay with that. Or I the want video a new, game, right? Or the video game. Yeah. Right. But I'm excited, but I'm glad. I'm glad that it's not. It's mm-hmm. gonna be so exciting. And clearly from that. Sexy little teaser, and I say sexy because I have the biggest crush on Patty Jenkins in the freaking world. She rode on roller skates and then put on an X-Wing pilot suit. And I think I've never been more attracted to anybody in my whole yep. entire freaking life. The reveal of her zipping up the orange, I'm like, and I'm done. And I'm and done. The helmet. This is- and the helmet. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, there's we're this this story, especially her sharing her own personal experiences. It's. It's, I mean, it's literally could not be in better hands, yeah. in my opinion. This yeah. is so exciting. I've. This is this this movie is going to knock it out of the park.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: have any hesitations, reservations, or doubts. This is. This is
2: exciting, guys. Yeah.
0: Like again, like yeah, this is. This is. Um, on so many levels, like, been waiting for this. Um. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's so awesome. It's so cool to to see such a invested storyteller come to do it. It makes me all the more excited for for Wonder Woman 84 that um is gonna be made available on on Christmas Day. Um so yeah, I mean it's it's just so cool. I'm so I'm so thrilled for her. I'm so thrilled for who's gonna be involved. Um and I think one sort of interesting piece of this story is There's talk of like, well, when's it going to take place? Um, And the graphic is, okay, I'm going to personally plant my flag on this one and do my best (laughs) to end any debate. The graphic is a T-65 X-Wing. It is an Alliance-era X-Wing. It is not not one of the new ones. Um, Correct. So whatever, if you're you're still on that uh, hill, you need to get off it because you're wrong. <laughs> uh, that said, I don't kn- like. To what degree are they married to that? And uh, and of course, Pat- Patty walks up to a Alliance era X wing, but yes. like, to what degree are they like committed to that? Because I do think when they talk about push it into the future era of the galaxy, is that post Episode Nine? And also, I think from a story standpoint, I think it is it's an excellent move to make it post episode nine and have this like reincarnated, like just dramatically. I think it's, it'd be really interesting to have a reincarnated rogue squadron trying to live up to this legacy of this, of this storied squadron that came before. And yeah. I think there's a lot of cool stuff you could do with that. And you could, as they say, set up the future era of the galaxy. And, and of course the, the rogue squadron story that fans will know is, is post return of the Jedi. And, and the founding of that and and they like they're the ones who like liberate coruscant from like imperial power and stuff so like that's like the story people know of rogue squadron from the old novels but i think it'd be a really cool way to like to to sort of change the narrative as well and and again like they said push forward by making this a a post rise of skywalker squad squadron um that said I'm. I don't like have a, um, like a a personal like like hardcore stance on what it should be. Like if it is if it is like New Republic era, that's totally fine by me too. Like I'm I'm there for it every <laughs> every second. Um, and then you think about that and like the degree to which it could tie in with the Rangers of the New Republic, and you know if that was the case. So, yeah, it, I think it's just a really interesting question because they. They're they're giving us things that look alliance, and then they're also talking about pushing into the future. So, so what that means, I don't really know. Um, maybe maybe when they say future era, they just sort of mean like this next, like the way Marvel has phases. Um, yeah. Maybe that's what they mean for Star Wars, but like who knows? Um, it's just gonna be it's gonna be a lot. I'm I'm just so excited that that it's happening.
1: Me, too. And I hope it does push forward in the timeline. I hope that's the first story we get post Rise of Skywalker. But you're right, though. No matter what happens, like, I have faith in what they're going to do. I I got no qualms here.
0: And again, not
1: to
0: to put anyone too on the spot, but I will because I know he can take it. Um, (laughs) uh, Our friend Alden was team T-70 X-Wing. For a little bit before I had to step in, um, but I, but uh, but then I was like, I also would make that jump if I knew that meant to the prospect of Admiral Dameron.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness gracious
1: me! Oh lordy! So it's like
0: it's like I I would do anything oh. to see that. Um, oh my have, goodness! Have Don't gray, say things like that. Silver Silver Fox bearded Oscar Isaac. <sighs> Back as an older Poe, my God. Um, that like that reminded me again. Like going back to the Cassian news and having Diego Luna back. It's like we got, we got a uh, Pedro Pascal on Disney Plus. We're going to have Diego Luna on Disney Plus. I know Oscar's been like a little, you know, here and there about what,
2: mm-hmm. what, what
0: what Star Wars he would come back for. But again, this is this is literally like, yeah, like. They're all done until they're not done, right? Right. And <laughs> so. I, come
1: on. Just call up your buddy Pedro Yeah. and be like, hey, what's it like working with Patty Jenkins?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Just do that. And he I'm sure he'll be like, uh, Admiral Dameron, you better show the hell up yep. <laughs> or you will regret it.
0: Yep. And, and so why <laughs> yeah, it would be a loss to all humanity. <laughs> to it really not, would. Not having back. So it's like come on man, fulfill the poppy uh trifecta poppy squadron. It's like
1: poppy. You
0: need you need, to, you need to take flight now. Um and yeah, it's just it's it's insane to um to to think about those things and those implications of where it could go. But as far as that, we don't really know what it's going to be. All we do know, I think, is that you can lock S-Foils in attack position because Rogue Squadron will be arriving in theaters Christmas 2023. <sighs> Which that's is so going satisfying. to make Celebration 2022 all the best. I didn't even think about Celebration with all this. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, that's... that's a you per- can you freaking imagine? <laughs> that's a perfect it's way to like, wrap this up. it got to um, be
1: like two weeks
2: long.
0: Yeah, we're- <laughs> We are going to have a celebration in 2022 that will lead into so many of these things um, that we've talked about. Wow. (sighs) I don't know. I don't know how to handle that. Um, Okay. So we're just going to put one little bow on the end again. Give me the one thing you're, you're most excited for again.
1: Oh, that's so hard. (laughs) <laughs> it's really hard. I think it's either it has to be either rogue squadron or acolyte. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm that's those are two like forget, well, you can't forget the creative team because that's huge, but also those are two compelling concepts that we know nothing about pretty much right now. Um, we have had very little sizzle. And it is enough to get this bacon grease popping in the pan over here. Okay. I'm one of those two would probably be my, my number one announcement of the day.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think had the, had the presentation just been on what it's, what's going on Disney plus, I'd probably be saying Obi-Wan, the Hayden, the Hayden reveal. Huge. Is is just so big. And and then even just even if he wasn't a part of it, I just wanna see this Obi Wan who you know, I love I always love the line in Rebels of look what I've risen above. Yes. Um, and it's like to what degree are we gonna see Obi Wan? Like, is this gonna be part of his journey to rise above? Is he is he already there? Is he already sort of a master? Or like this sort of like peak master? Um I'm really excited to see that. But but they hit us with the last one and it's kind of, it's a rogue squadron for me until 2023. It will be eyes on the prize rogue squadron. Bring it on. I cannot wait. It's going to be, it's going to be like wild. Like I thought, I thought squadrons was as good as it was going to get this year for like for (laughs) pilot fans. Um, Little did I know. Yeah. We got, we got a a feature film coming.
1: Well fed, honestly,
0: (sighs) but yeah, um, I think that just about does it
1: <laughs> long <Just episode>. about
0: <laughs> long episode uh we, how um, could it not be yeah this this one was always gonna be a lot to uh to go through um but yeah, what a time we have um and I think and we'll we'll anybody who uh tunes in next time and we'll we'll give charlie some some time to <laughs> process some of this next episode, oh um, yes, but yeah, uh, yeah. An insane, an insane day for Star Wars. Um and just any and Disney fans in general, if if you like all the other properties as well. Cause there's a lot coming. You're gonna be you're not gonna be bored. That Honestly. <laughs> um so yeah, that, that just about does it for this episode of the Imperial Senate podcast. Um I guess, yeah. <laughs> I'm like I, I still don't even know what to say. I'm just like still thinking about all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: god
0: yeah but it's, it's a good day to be
1: star wars fan
0: indeed it's been a, it's been a pleasure to go through it with you today claire um it has been we're all we're all very excited and yeah we will uh <laughs> thank, of course thank you again for listening um remember to check us out on all our places you'll hear, you'll hear, the,
1: you'll hear the blurb That's where everything is
0: after uh after, after we're gone but um But yeah, thanks again for listening. May the Force be with you. We cannot wait to share all of these stories with you in the future. So buckle in, everybody. It's going to be wild.
1: Hell, yeah, it is. (laughs)
0: All right. Peace out.
1: Bye, guys.
0: Hey, out there in listener land, thank you for listening. If you want to hear
2: or see more from the Senators, please go to the website imperialsenatepodcast.com, where you will find links to the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for the show, as well as our Discord server, Twitch, and YouTube channels. You can also email in to imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com, and please consider leaving a review
1: on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you again, and may the Force be with you.
0: The last remnants of the Old Republic.